Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Lightseekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Lightseekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers, to episode 34 of Need More Buffs. I'm your host, Matt Sonnenberg. This week, as promised, we have a very special guest with us. Online, you may know him as Horacio. Others may know him simply as Joe. Either way, you should now also know him as the first official National Lightseekers champion in the UK. Congratulations, Joe. But as we like to do here on Need More Buffs, I want to find out a little more about Joe and his background and the deck that he used to win this national championship. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. The show notes for this episode can be found at deliverycrab.com slash 034. That's deliverycrab.com slash 034. We got a lot to talk about today, a lot of material to cover. So let's jump right into the interview. And today I have with me Joe, who is a very special guest because he is the first national champion of Lightseekers. How are you doing today, Joe? Not too bad, thank you yourself. <laughs> I, I'm doing well. We we have a lot to talk about. I I have a feeling I it, it's it's just so great to know that you are the first national champion. I think I don't know if you've ever played any other games and gotten to this this kind of level. I guess, but if this is something new for you, or if this is something that you're experiencing for the first time with the rest of us, but we're gonna find out. That's for sure. So why don't you give us a quick, quick background uh, of your your gaming background? Where did you first get started playing games? I mean, a lot of kid, a lot of folks got started when they were kids. Some people didn't really start playing games until later in life. So um, I, when I was little, like most people, I think, were, was really into Pokemon. Okay. Um, and then as I grew up a little bit, um, I started watching, like, say, Yu-Gi-Oh on TV. Sure. Uh, so kind of at the end of uh, primary school, uh, I started playing like, Yu-Gi-Oh for friends, and then I, got, I went through secondary school playing with my friends at like break times and lunch times and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then about the time I started college, uh, I found out there was a locals. Uh, it was a bit of a trek to get there; like I had to get a train and a bus every week. Okay. But I lived in quite a small village; so there's nothing really going on. So uh, <laughs> that, that was quite com- to do. is that quite common then to to make a trip to go do something. Uh, it, it was back then. Uh, okay. Now I, I live uh, in one of the cities, so it's you know it's just down the road. It's ten minutes up the road for me now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I, I started attending that every week. Found out actually some of the people from there were from uh, my little town where I lived. <laughs> yeah, it all kind of started there. I kind of got into competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, obviously it took a while to get the hang of things. You know, it's quite difficult kind of bridging the gap between playing it casually and then getting into the competitive scene, I sure. think. Yeah, so I've, I've played Yu-Gi-Oh! ever since. I've you know, played a bit of Vanguard as well. Uh, definitely not as much these days, but <laughs> I'm all up for going to like any event. Like I'll, you know, I'll attend any nationals or whatever because it's always just fun going to an event with friends. Absolutely, um, yeah. Honestly, that's half the fun for me. I mean, we're, we're going to go to the trio event, like the free versus free nationals, which I think is in about a month's time. And I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to just the journey up there and like chilling out in the hotel and stuff in the evenings more than I am the event. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's a great thing about games is like they bring people yeah. together. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, half the fun of this nationals we had was, was just chilling out in the hotel after, mm-hmm. 
Like we went to one of the locals uh, before, like on the Thursday night, you know, hanging out in the hotel after the event and, and all that. Like, like that, that was most of the fun, honestly. Glad um, you're in, yeah. But yeah, and then um, I got into Lightseekers beginning of this year. I, I knew the game existed from, uh, I think it was like, say, last September, October time. A lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh players at our locals uh, started looking into it. And this was before there was any sort of competitive scene for it. Definitely. So people were just picking it up uh, kind of casually. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I played a couple of games, but I wasn't really that interested at the time. And then a little later on, uh, one of my friends got a role within PlayFusion. Um, okay. And so we all started to get like super invested in it. <laughs> um, so one of my friends, pretty well known, I think now as a bit of a vendor in the community, uh, is Cosmo. Okay, yeah. So he's a really good friend. And he, he went in on the game hard. Like, I mean, he's... I dread to think what he's put into the game. <laughs> But in return, you know, I think he's gotten so much out of it, like in terms of, you know, not just the cards, but, you know, all the people he now knows. and Yeah, the relationships. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And anyway, so I said, you know, what, I'll, I'll come and play one of the regionals. So it wasn't the first one in the UK. The first one was the Scottish one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noon, Jake won that. Yep. Uh, yep. We've had him Brad. on the show before. No, we went to the Manchester one. You know, I learned the game kind of again. And we were both playing... Uh, Olax, because at the time we were thinking, well, the game's like the competitive scene's still really new, so we were thinking, well, let's just play as aggro as possible. Yep. Let's just like you know try and go through the rounds as fast as possible, and see if we can just do it that way. And we, I mean, we both really like the idea of the aggro tech anyway. Just really simple things like mm-hmm. how strong uh, Umbrian Informant was when people <laughs> didn't know it existed. You know, like if, if you go first, for example, and you um, like the best play we found in the deck is you would like blacksmith an item out because we were playing blue in our deck as well, and then okay. we would loop her. And then if you had the informant, you were drawing like four or five cards on top of the six damage and getting the item out. But um, so we we both made top eight at that regional. Nice. Uh, but we both lost in top eight. But <laughs> that got me really in- into the game. It was partly the prizes, I'll be honest, at the time. So I was mm-hmm. like. Actually, a, a game that is going to give you a lot back for your investment is really nice, I think. Um, and even if it was just a top eight, like it's enough to you know at least pay for your travel. You know, and on top of that, you, you, you've got a box to crack open, which was amazing. Yeah. Can, after that... It's hard sorry. to go wrong with free product. Exactly, yeah. So after that, I was really into the game. Not as much as Cosmo, for sure. He was still going in pretty hard on you know, buying everything and he's trying to build up his collection. Mm-hmm. Whereas I was sort of, well, when an event comes, I'll, I'll borrow a deck and I'll play the event. <laughs> so we, the next regional was, is Aldershot. Okay. So um, this one, Wave 2 had come out by now. So yeah. I played Tempers. Same kind of idea as the first deck with Olax, uh, but this time we dropped the blue and we were just playing Tempers to get to all the cards we needed. Uh, I didn't top, unfortunately. I, I went 3-2. Uh, I lost, one of my losses was to Jake. <laughs> it's a bit of a recurring theme is that me and him play every event we're at. Really? Uh, yeah, I think, I think every single event I've been to, I play Jake. That That's unfortunate. Um, I, he, he seems to be quite good from what I hear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Dolo is definitely kind of like his deck, I think. Okay. I mean, I think at any event I sit down against him now, I think you can probably guarantee he's playing Dolo. <laughs> but yeah, so one of my losses was him. Uh, and then I lost to another one of my friends, uh, the Red Flash. And he was playing 
and this was before it kind of started getting really popular, but he was playing Cassini, and it was, it was a really close game. Uh, and this was round five. Uh, I think I won the first one, and he won the second. And uh, he had, like, just enough in hand to do either, I think it was a solar wind for, like, exact game, or he could have done something else for exact game. So wow. I, I was a bit tilted by that at the time. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, he, he made the top eight. He lost in top eight, but, you know, happy for him in the, at the end. So and I think Cosmo topped that event as well. I think he got top four, though. I might be wrong on that one. Sure. But, so he started getting really into Sicario. So I thought... You know that's that's his deck. Uh, it's the one he's going to sit and play all the time. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't top out a shot. Uh, the next one we went to Bristol a couple of days. Actually, I think it was a week before Bristol. I was helping out at a demo day, and um, kind of near the end, we were you know we were kind of done. So I played a friendly game against the Red Flash. I borrowed a Granite deck, <laughs> and that's where Granite kind of all started because I, I, I didn't really want to play kind of the buff centric decks in the beginning. Sure. I was just like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hit them. I'm just gonna go from the Alchemist and Loopers all day. But I absolutely loved it. I don't think I've played another deck since. I think I've played a couple of games of Zuna, and that's about it. Wow. Yeah. Um, that, that that was something I was wondering. It's like, how long have you been playing Granite? And yeah, what was that? All you ever played and just been perfecting it ever since? Or no, you so, you kind of stumbled upon it. It sounds like. Yeah. So it was actually. Uh, my friend's deck, the one that was also at the demo day helping out, and I, I just borrowed it, mm-hmm. and it, that's that was kind of his baby. Like it was, it was his grand deck. It was all nice, and hollow, and he'd really gone out of his way to make it look nice because it was his favorite. Sure. So um, he, he had been working on that deck for a while. Yeah, and I always got destroyed by it because I always played the aggro deck. I yeah, was always playing yeah. like Zuna or Tempers, and the decks it, it wins really hard against aggro. Definitely. Because uh, the defensive cards always have more value than offensive cards. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, if I loop her, not only, are giving, not only am I giving you a card, but I'm also doing less damage than your healing yeah. if you uh an E-system. Yeah, so I thought I'd, I'd give it a go. And it um it was incredible. I loved it. <laughs> um, so I played it in the next regional, and that was Bristol. I think I went X1 in the Swiss. I had to play Jake and in the Swiss rounds, and I won against him there. And then I had to play him in top four again. I won that one. And so I got to the finals, and I believe it was against Cassini. Yeah, I was able to win that. So that was pretty cool. That was that was my first regional win. That made me pretty confident looking towards nationals. Mm-hmm. As soon as I heard there was nationals, I'm like, no, I'm going, definitely. <laughs> I mean, not only was it at... Um, was it Play Expo, I think it was called, or Games Expo? Yep. So not only was it at you know an amazing venue, the NEC in Birmingham, but you've got this amazing expo going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And you know all the prizes are for grabs as well. Yeah, you, you no know, reason not to go. Yeah, definitely. Around this time, we started all kind of testing every week. We would all meet up and we would go to a restaurant somewhere and we'd basically sit there from like 3, 4 o'clock until like 11. So we'd all get testing in then. So that would be like, uh, myself, Cosmo, Red Flash, Meme, and sometimes a couple of other people. Okay, um, so, so it wasn't the same group every time? No, like some people might just been busy at the time, but it was mainly uh, the people from the cause, which is it's just what we call our group chat. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, just we're fighting for the cause, that's it. Mm-hmm. We kept testing, we were trying all these different things, and um, so towards Nationals, Cosmo had found this uh, Ushi deck 
this kind of infinite loop one where I, I don't want to give away too much because I don't know what he's told people, but um, you just never run out of resources and you can always shuffle stuff back. Sure. The decks is, is, is really cool. And um, he played it for the last chance qualifier. So myself, him and Meme all tops. Okay. I, I won my top eight and so did Meme and so did Cosmo. Okay. Uh, I had to play Meme. He was playing Trinu. Uh, and I lost. He was my only loss during the Swiss rounds, but this time I won. Uh, this time I won two one, uh, and Cosmo won his rounds. So it was myself and Cosmo in the finals. Uh, you know, I was thinking that uh, this, this is his win. He's got the regional, but actually, I don't know how we did it, but we pulled it. We got it in in game one. He it went exactly as it should have for him. Uh-huh. Uh, things like the thunder slugs just absolutely destroying me because they're not triggering my exterior defenders or my e-systems mm-hmm. and the mari bards were just <laughs> like annihilating me but then game two we we snuck the win in i just, I just kind of ha- ca- had to keep hitting his mari bards and thunder slugs with crystal leeches mm-hmm. and then same kind of thing game three i know it, he did say he got a bit unlucky in game three with um i might be confusing a different game that we played but i think it was the element he needed for his volcano sure. is, is that what's called um it's the blue and red cross order combo uh the avalanche avalanche sorry that's it but no, no it, was, it was still in the game uh but i ended up taking the the win so but we were all happy you know we all were top eight so uh cosmo was happy with his deck he we went all the way back to the hotel he knew what he was changing i was pretty happy with what i was playing i just needed to change a card on the side i was playing umbran brute before uh, which i changed to a Creeble Potion Master. Sure. Uh, just just for the decks like Trinu. Because they were still a really hard matchup. Yeah. No, so we went back pretty late, got very little sleep. Um and then yeah, start the nationals. So if you if you want, I can go through the rounds. I've got them here. Let's actually jump into your deck a little bit first. Yep. Obviously, yes, you played a granite deck. Yep. If if you just wanna give me a quick rundown of the cards that are in this deck and then we'll 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 talk about it a little more. Yeah, cool. So um, obviously the hero is Granite. The five combos we were playing were Lava Shedding, Stream of Tantos, Crushing Blow, Magma Blast, and Wrath of the Mountain. The choice of combos is pretty important just because um, Wrath of the Mountain can pay for Crushing Blow, Stream, and Lava Shedding mm-hmm. uh, just with one card, uh, which means you just draw that card back at the end of the turn. Yeah. Uh, you think of zero deck. Um, if we're forced to play the Magma Blast for some reason, or Wrath, then we're going to have one card left in deck at the end of the turn, um, which can be a problem unless you've got like a Focus Chamber next turn. But I, I think with that, just smart use of your combos. You, you could swap Magma Blast for a Lava Shedding, sorry, not Lava Shedding, uh, Rock Melter, which it did get sided out sometimes. But anyway, I'll, I'll carry on with the actions first mm-hmm. and talk inside it. So we've got three Boulder Feast, two Shattered Volcano, three Ancient Miner, three Exterior Defender, three Mountain Fort, Free Geode Hatchling, Free Focus Chamber, uh, Free Crystal Leech, and then we've got one Tyrex Victor and two Emergency Systems. Uh, and then we've got Forge Wall and Spin Blade, which are both Mechanicals, uh, and two Blacksmiths. Uh, and then, uh, so for the side deck, uh, three Creeble Monks, two Unruly Mobs, one Colossi Skybeam, one Creeble Potion Master, one Creeble Saboteur, and one Rock Melter. All right. From the first time you played Granite mm-hmm. to the deck you played at Nationals, 
Yeah. How much did that actually change? So the main, so the combos never changed. Okay. But the action buffs changed like one card between the first time I played it and now. Uh, the only thing that changed was we were originally playing three immersion systems. Okay. Uh, and two geode hatchlings. We ended up changing that because the deck, the emergency system is really good against the aggro decks, mm-hmm. or when another deck is forced to eventually use an attack card on you, uh, it really punishes them for it. Yeah. But the thing is, we're already winning really hard against aggro decks, so we'd ra- I'd rather have a third geode hatchling, yep. which is essentially a, you know a sixth <laughs> copy of any other buff. Yep, yep. So, I mean, I'm very happy with that change. Side deck wise. Think the the saboteur and the potion master and the rock melter. I wasn't playing them at Bristol. I, I'll be honest, I can't remember what I was playing at the time. It might have been Umbran Brutes. I think I was playing two of them because I think there was another granite player in the room. Okay. I might be wrong about that one. I, I can't remember the entirety of the side deck for that. It's alright. Uh, but but between the last chance qualify and the nationals, I just changed one card in the side deck. I was playing one Umbran Brutes, and I changed that for a potion master. Uh, just because my difficult matchups are the ones that can try and heal you damage, you know, like the Sicario by dropping double soul. Uh, what's he called? The Soul Not- Trader. Soul Trader, yeah. Yep. Uh, and the decks like um, Trinu. Uh, the problem with the Trinu was that if you play a two of your combos, also heal you. So if they've got the the combo buffs out that will increase their uh, power, as well as uh, I'm gonna have to remember the card now. It's not Pollen Weaver. It's the when you when your opponent heals, you heal for two. Spirit Channeler. Uh, that's the one, yeah. So the problem I'd have is that I'd be forced to not play those two combos because actually there'd be very little net damage mm-hmm. um, because they'd actually end up healing like you know four off it as well, mm-hmm. plus their own healing their own turn because if they were to tree new, they're also going to heal for four. Yeah. So that was a bit of a problem. So that had to go in. I, I I definitely understand that the the Kriegel potion masters I think are, are are starting to make people are starting to understand just how useful they can be. Yeah, I mean my opponent dropped one on me uh, in the finals. It it was a bit of an issue. I mean once it rotated round to the two, it wasn't as much of a problem. But definitely it was a bit scary while it was on its first couple of corners. Yeah, especially given that my deck already wants to stay between kind of ten and fourteen HP to mm-hmm. get used at the the forge wall. Sure. Yeah, it does make things a bit riskier, you know, because there's always a chance I'm not able to just burst heal enough on my own turn. Yeah. But yeah, and then the Rock Melter we added for the last chance qualifier, just because I wanted another uh, buff removal card. Sure. But also there was the opportunity to just uh, cheese a win by doing 10 damage that can't be blocked. (laughs) So, I mean, that didn't come up, but the removal did. Uh, Definitely glad that was in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would just take out either the Magma Blast or the Lava Shedding for it. Other than that, yeah, there were no uh, no other changes. I mean, definitely the best card on the side deck for every event I've been at so far has been the Creeble Monk. I definitely wouldn't play any less than three of it. It slows down a lot of other decks. So when you, you put in those monks, mm-hmm. it, it, do you have a standard card you take out for it, or does it kind of switch depending on the exact matchup? It will switch depending on what they're playing and it's not just depending on their hero so like some of the Sicario one of the Sicario players I played at Nationals wasn't using time and because he's not playing time he doesn't have Warp Toad sure so if you have Warp Toad it means that they can return the Ritual of Awakening which means the game's going to last a lot longer (laughs) 
So I, I can't remember right now what I cited out, but it would be things like the what's the name of it? Exterior defenders, sometimes a spin blade and a blacksmith, okay. um, e system alongside it, um, just because you're not going to trigger it as much. Yeah, so I mean, for the buff centric decks, it will be a case of taking out, you know, uh, maybe an exterior, maybe a, an e system and a spin blade alongside of it. So something I'm I'm not used to seeing too much actually in in granite decks, other granite mm-hmm. decks I've seen is the shattered volcano. Yeah. Like obviously once you get down to, once you get an empty deck, that would, mm-hmm. that'd be great. But yeah. is that something you save for your end game or is it something you actually play during? So if I'm against an aggro deck that doesn't have many healing opportunities, so mm-hmm. Dolo, it depends what they're playing. So if, if I see them, playing the max boulder feasts and the mountain forts and all that, then I may not do this, but definitely things like uh, tech, you can kill them early, uh, especially with the shattered volcanoes, just because they don't have the healing in their deck okay. um, or the protection. Cause they just expect you to tank up every single turn. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of my games against one of the Dolo players, he ended up losing because he doloed just so many times over the course of the game <laughs> A spin blade put him under lethal, and then the you know the magma blast comes out, and that definitely becomes a lot easier when you're playing the shattered volcanoes. But the main point of them is for when you're at zero deck. Yeah, um, you have so much damage without them. But by playing them, you've got seven damage on each corner, plus you know potentially three geode hatchlings worth of shattered volcanoes as well. Yeah. So one of the things that I learned while playing the volcanoes was if it's on its last corner you need to be able to play an earth buff just so that the volcano ends up on the top of the discard pile so that you can geo-hatchling it back on the same turn. <laughs> uh, so you can potentially use the same ha- you can potentially use the same volcano two or three times. Although yeah. if you resolve it like three times, they're probably dead at this point. Um, so not all the games end by using a combo. Some of them are just, you play it even safer by having the volcanoes out and then you're just playing more exteriors more boulder feasts and stuff like that, and just triggering the seven damage. But I definitely, I definitely wouldn't drop them. Um, we, I did consider playing a third one, but didn't really want to take anything else out of it. Originally, it would have been a third geode hatchling, but considering geode hatchling can just get the shark volcano back anyway, I don't think there's any need to play a third one. I'll be honest, I, I can't see myself playing the deck without shark volcanoes. That's fair. Uh, I think it adds so much damage to the deck. And against things like Sicario, I think it would just be an auto loss if you don't have that damage because of how much they can heal in one turn. Yeah. I think they can just tank through all your combos and then you're stuck with no damage because the Spin Blade won't be doing the additional damage from the Zero Deck. Another thing, actually, people mentioned, I think the commentators mentioned this as well, was the inclusion of Spin Blade. Yeah, um, that, that is another anomaly, if you will. We definitely wanted to play a second item because of how common Mountain is. You know, it's not you could play two forge wall definitely, but I'd rather play something that deals with the exterior defenders and lets me tick things like mountain forts because I I can take forever to get to the end of my deck. Yeah, but you're only going to have so many mountain forts if you're playing say Dola, mm-hmm. and there were definitely a lot of games where having that extra spin blade damage lets me either take the the early win or clears an exterior defender. Uh, I think it happened twice in the last game of the finals of the nationals where he plays an exterior defender and i'm just able to put the spin blade out and use the ability to clear it for free 
without losing any hand advantage. Yeah, uh, th- that that's the big thing. If people haven't caught on to that yet, is the, the ability to tack without losing a card. You're not losing any card advantage to clear something from their board. You yes. just use. Yeah, so so I mean, you don't have to throw out any. Well, buff removal wouldn't do it, but and the fact that it's reusable. Yeah, it, it just it it gives you so many more options, I guess. Yeah, I mean the the extra effect of the spin blade doesn't come up really at all. I mean, if you're on less than three cards in your hands, you're, <laughs> you're right at the end of the game and you've got nothing left. Yeah, but I mean the, the two damage really is enough because I mean, like I said, the main point is to take buffs like the yep. four and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, to get through those without losing cards. It's it's yeah. amazing. All right. So, how did you actually do in the Nationals then? So, uh, if you want, I can read off the rounds first and I can go through any in particular. Yeah, go for it. So, round 1, I played against like standard Ushi Rush deck. Okay. Uh, that was 2-0. Um I mean, it is essentially just another aggro deck. Mhm. Uh, you didn't play a lot of healing and a lot of shield, so it probably was easier than against uh, like a normal Dolo deck. Because to do his damage, he needs to be playing combos, really. Not not a you know a free win or an easy round or whatever, because I don't know much about Ushi. Yeah. Uh, so I have to kind of expect the unexpected. <laughs> you know, I know yeah, that, there's a lot of options you can... Different paths yeah. you can take with Ushi. Yeah. I mean, I know from Cosmo's deck that, for all I know, he could be playing Thunder Slugs, he could be playing Mari Bards. Mm-hmm. So I had to play around that in game one. But yeah, so that was, a, that was 2-0. Round two was Sicario. Uh, and that was 2-1. He was playing, like, pure Dread. Okay. So he... And he was playing more buffs that, like, just dealt damage every single turn. So he was playing this buff that does free damage when you play it, and then one for the next three turns. Yep. Um, which did sort of work in my favor, because once I'm at that sweet spot, like, under 14 health, it's yeah. only doing damage on the turn he plays it. Yeah, because the uh, one damage is getting blocked by, like, yeah. Forge Wall. Yeah. Um, however, in game two, he did catch me out. He was playing a card that deals damage equal to the number of buffs he has, and then increases that further. Oh. Which, it wasn't the thing that killed me, but it put me low enough that I couldn't then tank the rest of the next couple of turns. Sure. And also, you know, because he was playing so many damage buffs, I, I was lower already than I normally would like to be. So I was probably, you know, 8, 9 health, or maybe 7 health or something. But yeah, it definitely caught me off guard, put me lower than I'd like to be, and I couldn't get back up uh, and then game three uh, creeble monk is a very good card <laughs> um, especially when you can geode hatchling it yeah it, it slows the deck down so much um and the healing is just a bonus because if, you know all i need to do is pass my turn i'm getting passive healing and your deck can't really do the thing it wants to do without you clearing the monk but you yes. can't clear the monk if i have an exterior defender sure so that ended up in a 2-1 round three i had to play against someone from my testing group and this was not a Sicario, but this one was 1-2. I, this was the round I lost in Swiss. Okay. So game one, I'll be honest, I can't really remember this round too well, but game one, I believe I won. Game two, he won. At the end of game, or near the end of game two, I asked for how long was left on the round. Uh, and at one point, we were told 10 minutes. And I completely misjudged the time left after that point. So what I ended up doing is, when I'm siding, I ended up taking out some of my burst heal cards and kept the Creeble Monks in. Um, I can't remember what I put back in. We start playing, I put down a Monk, I heal for one, and then at the end of my turn, time's called, and then I realize my mistake. Uh-huh. On his turn, he's able to play, I think it was an Abyssal Weaver, um, heal himself up to high. My turn, the Monk rotates, heals one, but it's just not enough. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that was completely on me. <laughs> uh, you know, I should have asked the time on the round again or just not taking the risk and kept the, heat, the burst heel cards in. Sure. Or maybe even taken out other stuff, expecting to go to time later on in the round. Yeah. So, you mean, I learned my mistake from that. Hopefully I won't do it again, you know. And then round four, I played against Cassini. I believe this was Heroic Starfish. Okay. And that was 2-0. It, it is another aggro deck. Uh, I believe he was playing more attacks than the Cassinis I've played against before. When I played against the Red Flashes uh, Cassini, he tends to play the defend version that will like play maybe four defends in a turn that give him extra actions. Yeah. And the time chamber's ticking you for two damage every single time. <laughs> yep. So that can be difficult, but because he wasn't playing that, uh, he was playing more attack cards. From what I remember anyway, I might be wrong. Yeah. Sorry for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that ended in a 2-0. Okay. Uh, round five, I had to play against Jake. Every time. Played, yeah, yeah. He was playing Dolo, which is a very easy matchup for Granite. It is an aggro deck. Uh, that ended up in a 2-0. Round six, I just, before this round, I was just praying for another aggro matchup. Because <laughs> um, somehow I dodged so many of the Dolos. I think someone said there was 12. Yeah, yeah. There a were. third of the event was Dolos, and I played against one. And I played one the, re- the day before. But this round, I got Tempers. Well, that sounds like aggro. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a that was a two zero. It did take longer than I thought, though. Definitely. And okay. actually, it, it a bit scarier at times than it, I think it should have been if I played it more carefully. I, I might have got too relaxed either way. Yeah. So I ended up five one, which I think put me in second place, just behind the Sicario that beat me. Uh, that's my Shiro. Okay. Yeah. So top eight. Uh, we get taken off to this side room in the NEC. Uh, we didn't expect this, and it was um, it was all you know, kind of set out with you know free subway and uh, drinks and everything. And wow, they really like put it all out there for us. Which is really yeah, great. yeah, that's yeah. something I haven't seen before. So we we take our places, we're told the pairings, and we start. I'm a, and I'm against Cellini, um, so another Astral, but it, it's similar to the Cassini. It's another Agro. Mm-hmm. He was playing though. Um, I believe it's is it Paralyzing Beetle. Or uh, paralysis bug, yep. Paralysis bug, sorry. And actually, he played it really, really well. Um, because the turns my miners were about to go to two, he would play it and just prevent me from drawing. Yeah. But he just didn't have the damage in the end, so both games kind of went right to the end where he had nothing left to damage me. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, then I started doing the damage back, and he can't. He just doesn't have the cards to heal. Yeah. Uh, so that was two zero to myself. Top four. Um, I remember thinking before this round that I'd either have uh, Dolo, Cassini, which was Heroic Starfish again, or I'd have Tuktu, and I got the Dolo. Uh, this was one of the recorded games as well, so that's on YouTube, uh, but that was a 2-0. Um, this was another one of those games where, because he had to use Dolo so much, he actually put himself under uh, like kill health. Uh, the turn before, I spin-bladed him to see if he would go under or not heal, and he didn't. He didn't increase his health, so the turn after I was able to just magma blast him. That was game two. Sorry, game one it went kind of just to end of the deck like normal. Okay. Yeah, so that was a two zero, and then finals. So it was either going to be against Cassini again or Tuktu, and I had Tuktu. And actually, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher your name. Uh, Waka Wakalakashi is it? <laughs> um, Sounds about right. He. I actually played him at the Bristol Regional. Okay. Um, 
and he was playing the same deck. So I knew roughly what to expect. I knew that he'd be playing things like Mage Ships and is it Celestian Warriors? Yep. I kind of knew what was coming. And, and again, this match is on YouTube, so yeah, yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely yeah. link to those in the show notes. Game one goes pretty much how I think it should, where he's really turboing through his deck. Like he has loads of ancient miners, he's restarting and he's drawing everything. But in the end, he doesn't have the damage. I'm able to just tank it out by like geo hatchling on mountain forts because the the emergency systems aren't going to do a whole lot to him. Mm-hmm. But what I can do later on is I can put like both of them out so that at that point he can no longer attack me. That's basically what happens. I win that game. Uh, game two. Game two was interesting because he was side decking exterior defenders and he sided them in. Okay. So I think it was so I couldn't crystal reach him, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. I, I think I start this game and I end, I play Blacksmith and I get the forward draw there because I expect to get hit down really early. And at that point, I can kind of sit in that nice little HP zone. And then what ends up happening is that he drops an exterior defender on the boards and he's got all these made ships and the Celestine Warriors. Mm-hmm. In my hand are Geode Hatchlings and Crystal Leeches. Now, because Granite doesn't have proficiency in Crystal, I can't play one to bait the exterior defender and then Crystal Leech the other cards. Yeah. So I'd have to waste one and then, you know, pass and draw and hope he doesn't have another one. Yeah. Uh, even if he doesn't, then I'm having to waste, like, a, you know, I'm having to waste in it a Geode Hatchling, which is, I need to keep them in the deck. I have to keep them in my mount thoughts. Yeah, got to get used so to that. So I'm now kicking myself because I've got to draw the other blacksmith so that I can put the spin blade on board and use the ability in the same turn. Mm-hmm. So I start trying to mine towards it and the turn before I know I'm going to die, I have a miner that's going to rotate and it rotates for one and it's not there. And so I focus chamber just to see what I can get. And there's the blacksmith. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I play it. I, I think I did anyway. I play it, I put the spin blade, but even if I then use a the spin blade, I can't play the crystal leech. And then on his turn, everything rotates and I die. So close. So next game, I'm, I'm going into the next game. I'm thinking, right, I know they're there now. I've just got to not, I've just got to kind of wait. I might have to hold on to the blacksmith. We'll have to just see what happens. If he mm-hmm. plays it, I'll, you know, I'll blacksmith for the spin blade and we'll have to just try and play it right at the forge wall. So game three, uh, he does keep the exterior defenders in. Uh, but this time I'm able to get the spin blade out and start hitting them and knocking them away. This game as well, I'm a bit more liberal with using my crystal leeches on things like Mage Chips and Celestine Warriors early on, just so that later on in the game, if he does have, I think it's Reality Rift that brings him back, because it's only going to bring the top so many cards, uh, he can't bring back necessarily all good cards. Um, there was one point later on in the round where I did do that specifically. I did it then, even though I maybe should have held it, just so that if he had Reality Rift then, Sorry, just so that later on his reality record wouldn't be as good. Yeah. Sorry, it's still difficult to try and remember everything that's going on. <laughs> that's um, that's a lot, yeah. So, but yeah, then basically the same thing as game one happens. We get to the end of the deck. Uh, I had a sky beam that was hitting him, I believe. Uh, so he is down a bit low. Yeah. Well, I say low, I mean like maybe mid twenties. Sure. But that's low for granite when when you're on zero deck. I'm able to establish my shattered volcano. Uh, and then I believe I play a second and then heal myself up. So they both tick for seven each. And then the turn after, 
he hasn't got enough damage, he can't break through, and it might turn a combo for the game. But that was, it was definitely one of the closest games I've had at all playing this game. Yeah. Definitely. It was very intense. Um, the room was silent while we were playing those matches. <laughs> Good game for the finals, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think it was also one of the longest I played because I believe the I believe the recording was over I think it was like an hour and ten minutes. Now, sure. at the time I didn't think of that. I wasn't even thinking how long we were playing. I'm just in the moment. Exactly. But yeah, looking back, it was we took a while. <laughs> but uh, it was really good and it was a well played to him. Awesome. Well, that is was was quite the experience it sounds like. And I I, I think it's safe to say you all had a good time. Definitely, yeah. Like I said before, I, I just love going to events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go to anything because I just love the environment. Yeah. Uh, that, that night was one of the best nights after an event I've ever had. Definitely. Like the amount of love I got from people <laughs> afterwards was amazing. That's awesome. I remember ringing my girlfriend afterwards telling her, guess what I've just done? <laughs> she tried to ring me during the first game. Oh, wow. Um, I think you can see it on the stream. I have to put my phone, pull my phone out because she's trying to ring me. <laughs> so I'm like, no, please. I had to ask my friend to text her. Yeah. Currently playing the finals, please wait. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was all good, definitely. So if 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 someone were to, I mean, I, I, somewhere someone is going to try to imitate this deck. Yeah. Do, do you do you have any advice for someone who's trying to play this deck? Yeah, I would definitely say. The first time you misplay with Shattered Volcano, you'll learn a lot about Shattered Volcano. <laughs> I realized very quickly that if you play them too early and you don't arrange your buffs properly on your field, then they're going to end up on underneath other cards. Mm-hmm. So you have to be really careful if you've got an Ancient Miner that's about to tick out. Because if it does and they Crystal Leech or Shadow Puppet your, your Volcanoes, you're going to end up with a Miner on top of them. Yeah. But once you make the misplay, you won't do it again. Sure. Um, it, it's something that to people watching you, they may not realize what you're doing, like why you're not playing this shadow volcano. Mm-hmm. But until you play the deck, you won't realize how important that card is and how you have to protect them. I mean, you don't have to slap both of them down and then next turn play your combos. Yeah, you can just kind of play one, play a boulder feast, hit you with seven. Next turn, play another one, play the exterior defender, hit you with fourteen. Sure. And that's definitely how some games go, just because I need to protect them. I need to get value out of them before they do disappear. Yeah. As I said earlier, there are some really cool plays you can do because of Geode Hatchling. Like I said, so you play, you have one in the last corner, you play an Earth buff, uh, the volcano rotates out and deals seven, and then you play the Geode Hatchling for another six and bring the volcano back, while also protecting it with the Geode Hatchling. Sorry, with the um, Exterior Defender. Yeah. If you're on like one or two cards left in deck, you can focus chamber and then play the Shattered Volcano, put it into play, and then play the Boulder Feast for seven. It's a lot of good so, stuff there, yeah. The Shattered Volcanoes, so, I, I've, I've heard of people using them with great success. It's just, hmm. like I said, not something I usually see in in a Granite deck up to this point. Yeah. So glad to hear that it worked out for you. I think the card was definitely the MVP. <laughs> MVP of the main deck for sure. All right. MVP of the side deck was definitely Creeble Monk. No doubt there. No argument. Yeah. All right. Well, congratulations, Joe, on your championship win. I, I expect that you will be continuing to enter events in the future. 
I hope so. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for Play Fusion to announce some more, more events to attend. Yeah, because yeah. I, I definitely, I, I really like the community, Light Seekers. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot nicer than a lot of other card game communities. And that's and that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to grow the community, and keep it a nice, happy place, and a place that everybody can enjoy. So, thank you for joining me on the show today. Thank you for thank sharing you your story me. with us. And um, hopefully, we'll be able to talk to you again soon. Just want to give a shout out to um, everyone in the cause chat. Um, you guys have been absolutely incredible uh, in the lead up to nationals, um, and especially cheering on from the sidelines. Those of you who are there. Especially you guys that came along to Nationals, so uh, Red Flash, Mashiro, Cosmo, Carl. Like, thank you very much for all the love you gave at the time. Like, it was absolutely incredible. And then everyone at Locals, like, I really hope the game does pick up locally. It'd be really cool if we can get, like, weekly tournaments and whatnot going. That's it. Yeah, shout-outs to you guys. Thank you. And there you have it. Congratulations once again to Joe, a.k.a. Horaciel, on becoming the first ever Lightseekers UK National Champion. That's title no one else is ever going to be able to claim. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at deliverycrab.com slash 034. Not only will we have the complete deck list that won the championship, but we will have contact information for Joe, as well as the videos of all the matches that we have from the finals. A few quick Delivery Crab announcements that I want to touch on. If you haven't heard already, Delivery Crab now is delivering to Canada. So for our brothers and sisters to the north, you are now able to order from Delivery Crab. Over the next few weeks and months, this will be expanding to other countries as well, but I need to take it slow and make sure we have all the kinks worked out of the system. Additionally, if you're looking for more Lightseekers tournaments to play in, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for all the latest announcements. I guarantee you there will be some things of interest, especially if you are local to Wisconsin and New Jersey. Keep that in mind. That's all for now. So until next week, I got some more deliveries to make.